Hi, I'm Craig. And I'm Linda. And this is the Indie Travel Podcast at IndieTravelPodcast.com. This week it's episode 226 and we're talking about Carnival in Brazil. That's right. It's Brazil week on Indie Travel Podcast, so I hope you swing by the site and have a look at the new stories we've got going up as well as our Brazil focus page in the South America section. Brazil is absolutely amazing. We spent, what, three weeks there last year? Yeah. And we very quickly fell in love with it and didn't want to leave, and it was terrible and bad when we had to. (laughs) Yes. So, yeah, we're kind of really, you know, reliving the the glory days in which we were there and wanting to go back. Yeah. But probably not this year, unfortunately. No, probably won't be this year. Well, it might be. We still don't know what we're doing from about October, November onwards. Mm. but I don't want to be cold. So unless we're really loving Spain, I'd like to go somewhere warm, and Brazil is warm at that time of the year. It will be in the Southern Hemisphere, yeah. One of the things we really enjoyed doing when we were in Brazil was visiting the Iguazu Falls, and this time around we did it on a guided tour with a company called Urban Adventures. Now, in February this month, as we record, they have given us one $50 voucher to give away to one of you. So we are running a bit of a competition with that as the first prize and $25 off Indie Travel Books as a second prize. So there's 75 bucks worth Sorry, not as a, yeah, as a second prize, but everything going to one person. So there's $75 worth of stuff to win. You made that really complicated. <laughs> I know. No, I did. I so did. you can win 50 bucks off an Urban Adventures tour in your choice of locations. And there are some really, really cool locations. Plus, if you are the winner, you also get $25 worth of books from us. Something like that. That's what you're trying yeah. to say? Yeah they, yeah, they get it. They get it. <laughs> They get it. Um, And if you are going somewhere soon, i.e. before the end of the year, if you book any Urban Adventures trips between February 1 and March 15th, use the code INDIETRAVEL, I-N-D-I-E, TRAVEL, just like the name of the show, and that will knock 15% off the total price for you. Yeah, that's that's a pretty good deal, really, isn't it? <laughs> it sure is. I mean, we're obviously all about independent travel, but sometimes it really makes sense to do a tour. You get the guide who can give you more information about the location. It takes you out of your comfort zone, gives you fresh insight, and, uh, yeah, it can often even save you money by bundling transport and guide and experiences all together. So, uh, yeah, definitely have a look at that. Um, have a look at IndieTravelPodcast.com slash tours for more information about urban adventures. Today we're talking about the biggest party in the world, which is Brazil's famous carnival. And we're specifically talking about the biggest carnival in Brazil, which is the one in Rio de Janeiro. Now, a lot of people think the carnival only happens there in Rio, but it's not actually true. Uh, The whole thing's all rooted in the Catholic religious calendar. It's the beginning of the Lent period of fasting. So um, if you're going to fast for 40 days, it makes sense to have a great big, enormous party right before right (laughs) yeah i guess so (laughs) i think um the the correct reason for the big party is you had to use up all the foodstuffs Mm. that would spoil because you didn't want it to go to waste and um yeah if you had to buy an extra couple of kegs of beer so (laughs) you had to make sure it didn't go to waste well that's fine isn't it yeah so it's an international event anywhere that catholicism or even orthodox christianity has a significant cultural influence you'll get a carnival or something something similar yeah something related um i believe in austria and germany at the moment there's all the fushing celebrations beginning to kick off so it's the same thing it's just a a different name and and different kind of cultural 
display of mm-hmm. of the same event. Yeah, one of my friends in Germany always gets dressed up. The whole the whole city. He lives in Cologne. The whole city gets all dressed up in uh, costumes for the whole day. Like you go to work in a costume. So last year he was dressed as a doctor, which is a bit odd. Considering he's definitely not a doctor. But you know, people go wearing whatever they feel like. They're really intricate costumes. Like really nice. Yeah, I remember one of the high schools we were teaching at in Austria way back when the the after school party for Fasching everyone was all cross dressing, and so <laughs> it was quite weird having these fifteen year old students um, wandering around in drag. It's quite funny. Well, anyway, today we are talking with Joel Ward about the Carnival in Rio, which is what we started talking about to begin yeah, with before we went yeah. off on a crazy tangent. <laughs> blah, blah. We first met Joel in Valencia just before the well great and terrible experience of La Tomatina, and uh, so it was a great. It was a great time to meet him because, you know, it was before a big event. And now we're going to talk to him about another great event. Today I'm speaking with Joel Ward, uh, who blogs over at Fredonia Post. Joel, welcome onto the Indie Travel Podcast. Thank you. Happy to be here. Well, we first met in Valencia uh, a few years ago when we were all there for La Tomatina. And uh, today we're talking about another giant party, but this time in Brazil. Uh, We're here to talk about Carnival. So tell us, uh, what were you expecting when you uh, when you signed up to go to Carnival? Well, everything I, I had read and had seen about Carnival was that it was one of the biggest parties and uh, largest celebrations in the entire world. Uh, so that was, that was definitely my expectation. I thought going down there that it would be something like Mardi Gras, but magnified by 10 times. And is that how it turned out? Uh, actually, not nearly to the extent that I uh, had imagined. It, you know, it's one of the things that I found uh, most compelling and and most interesting about Carnival was that it was not just a big uh, drink fest. It wasn't just uh, you know beads and alcohol. Uh, there there certainly was a, a lot of booze everywhere that you went. Uh, you know, beer on the streets, um, but it was really much more of a celebration with uh, music and dancing. Uh, people dancing in the streets, uh, music everywhere you turned. Uh, there were buses that uh, had bands on them driving around the entire town. Uh, the street festival during Carnival was probably even more uh, interesting and more exciting than uh, even the uh, the Samba Parade. That's very cool. I guess a lot of people don't know, but a lot of Carnival is actually... Uh organized and run by samba schools, by music schools, and um, follows set routes. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, the um, the samba parade, it, another thing that I didn't know before I went down there was it, it's a giant competition, and it goes on for uh, an entire week, but there are really two key nights and those two nights are the competition nights in which the largest of the samba schools um, get together and they have uh, they have their parades one at a time. And each of these samba groups, samba uh, schools, has up to 5,000 people in it. So when you watch this parade, it, it's an actual competition and they're judged on the quality of the performance, the creativity, the music. Um, it, it's all a part of the, uh, the judging that goes on. Um, and I think the other part that was fascinating to me is that it doesn't start until 11 o'clock at night. Um, so it goes from 11 o'clock at night until 5 or 6 in the morning uh, uh, on those key nights. That's pretty massive for someone who's not used to a uh, a Latin timetable, isn't it? How did you survive? 
Uh, well, you know, the uh, jet lag became a thing of the past. I just uh, slept when I could and uh, enjoyed the uh, festivities the rest of the time. <laughs> That's very cool. So with the uh, the organized dancing and the, the parades and the competitions, obviously um, spectators have to have to stay out of the way of that. How is that all controlled? Can you kind of go where you want, when you want, or are there certain places to be at certain times? Uh, the uh, the Samba Drome is a massive stadium, but it's a stadium that lines the sides of the street. So it's it's literally uh, built-in concrete bleachers that uh, follow a a route along the uh, avenue. Um, so the the spectators all have to buy tickets and all have to go in and sit down, just as though they were at any other kind of sporting event. Um, the one part that actually was very unique for me that was a huge huge uh, hit was I was actually able to take part in the uh, Samba Parade. Wow, tell us about that. Sure. Uh, some of the Samba schools uh, come from you know, somewhat poor neighborhoods, so they actually um, don't have enough members to fill out their ranks. So if they only have 3,000 people, part of what they get judged on is the size and the uh, extravagance of, of what they're offering. So they need to fill out their ranks and have more people participate. So what they do is they sell a certain number of the spaces to uh, tourists and visitors. Um, it allows you to buy the costume, um, actually join the group, you learn the song, you learn the dance, and uh, then you, uh, you get to uh, actually participate in the sound parade. It was an amazing experience. Uh, I had a wonderful time. It was literally one of the things that I will never forget as long as I live. I bet. That's insane. If someone wanted to replicate that, how would they go about it? Was it something you had to go out of your way to find, or did you get accosted on the street by someone? <laughs> no, actually, I did arrange it in advance, um, and I think you need to do that. I don't think that they'll, uh, they'll, they'll be able to do that on the spot. But uh, if you arrange it in advance, you get to uh, uh, decide which group you're going to be on. And uh, you know, it's all available online. There are a number of different groups that sell these uh, packages, um, and they actually make a costume for you. You have to give them your measurements. And um, so as they're making costumes, they specifically tailor one uh, to you to, to join in the festivities. That's fantastic. I'll uh, be looking some of those up to put in the show notes. It sounds like a an amazing, really hands-on experience. <laughs> Were you a, a samba dancer before you uh, before you joined this group? <laughs> no, I wasn't before, I wasn't during, and I wasn't after. <laughs> uh, but they, they do teach you a couple of uh, nice little steps to uh, uh, make sure that you're participating and then that uh, you're, you're not going to bring the judging down. Um, and you sing along with the song a little bit and you dance and uh, just smile and wave mostly. So I was really good at the smile and wave part. <laughs> Excellent. Um, how far out were you planning to go? It obviously wasn't a last-minute decision to uh, to get down there. Uh, you know, it's one of those things that I, in the back of my mind I'd always wanted to do for years. Um, I really started seriously planning it about four months before I went. Um, that's when I looked up online. I think I had read actually in a magazine article about the participation in the parade being a possibility. So uh, I started digging around online and found a great group. Um, to, to join in with. Cool. I've seen um, some some operators and some hotels and things like that uh, bump up their, their normal prices by three times, four times, silly things like that, just for the uh, kind of a 10-day period around um, 
Carnival, did you experience that or were you able to uh, to get a reasonable deal? Uh, to be honest, I don't remember exactly how much it was, but it was certainly much higher than their rates the rest of the year. Um, one of the things that I discovered when I did get down there is that a lot of the local residents leave uh, during Carnival uh, because they don't want to be dealing with the tourists. And many of them actually rent out their places. Um, and that supposedly is a, a much more cost effective way to do it and much more freeing um, uh, as far as a way to live than uh, than holding up in a hotel room for the entire period. Sure, that would make sense. And that kind of thing's becoming a lot easier now with uh, with online booking engines and things like that. It's much easier to source uh, apartment rentals by owners. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, whether, you know, there's certainly a number of online services and uh, the tour companies, I think, are even catching on to that and helping to book uh, and facilitate some of that as well. Hmm, very interesting. Yeah, I read that um, about 4 million people are turning up every year and about half a million of those are foreigners so there's obviously a large amount of uh, domestic tourism people coming from from all over brazil to get into rio yeah it was uh, certainly crowded and actually i arrived the day after a free rolling stones concert um, that was occurring just at the start of carnival and the Armageddon that was left in their wake was pretty massive. I, evidently, there were a million people who viewed that concert. So it was. <laughs> I, I'm sorry I missed the concert, but just seeing the aftermath of that many people was uh, pretty impressive. That's insane. Now the event itself lasts for about six days. Um, did you make it down for all of it, or did you just go for a, a short period of time? Yeah, I was actually down there for almost two weeks. So I was there throughout the uh, carnival. Um, I really only participated in the uh, parade on two nights. I, I uh, joined in the parade the one night, um, and then the following night, which was the other competition night, I had tickets to actually sit in the stands and watch. Uh, so those were the two uh, days that I really participated. But the entire week and the entire um, period around then is filled with street carnivals, music, dancing everywhere you turn. So it, it's really a great place to explore and just stumble on a lot of those types of things. That's excellent. And that's something I wanted to to ask as well. I've talked about the more organized side of things, but I'm pretty sure there are a, uh, unofficial parties going on at every street corner. Yeah, that's, that's definitely the case. And uh, not even just on street corners, but there's impromptu parades that happen throughout the city. Um, literally, you know, bands on double-decker buses just start to drive through town and they get a following and people just dance along behind them and and, and uh, so wherever they are a party will just break out uh, not to mention the fact that uh, there is a, a lot of uh, free-flowing beer and caipirinhas uh, <laughs> available everywhere you go excellent yeah with a bottle of cachaca costing about two u.s dollars i can imagine it certainly is free-flowing <laughs> yeah and the, uh, the beer vendors uh, in particular are uh, a fascinating bunch they're very innovative as far as how they uh uh, they sell. Uh, when we were getting ready to participate in the Carnival Parade, uh, you're in a big holding area with large uh, sheer walls around you. But beer vendors had climbed up to the top of those sheer walls on the outside and were lowering beer coolers down with ropes and a little basket. So you put a dollar in and then they uh, open it up and they give you a beer from, uh, you know, even though they're sitting 25 feet above you. <laughs> That's excellent. Excellent. Oh, well. Nice way to prime things. 
Yeah, that's yeah. right. You've, you've got to be ready for all that smiling and waving, right? <laughs> exactly. Excellent. Do you have any, uh, any advice or any tips for people that are uh, going to be heading to Carnival this year? Well, you know, certainly like in any other big city and any other big celebration, safety is always important. And, uh, you know, I had a couple of people who attempted to pick my pocket right in front of me and I I noticed that they were doing it. So I was very cautious and very careful with how I kept my wallet um, and literally kept a hand on my wallet the entire time I was in the crowds. Um, That was really pervasive around the Samba Drome. Um, because there were so many tourists and because there were so many of them that were drinking, it's, it's pretty easy prey for a, a, a lot of the pickpockets. So that's something to be certainly cautious of. Um, the other thing, you know, in addition to just the Carnival celebration, Rio and the beach culture is such a stunning uh, aspect of the life there, of just sitting on the beach and loving their lives um, you know, to the fullest extent possible. It, it's really just, you know, a great time just to sit on the beach and just watch and people watch. Yeah, we certainly found that when, uh, when we visited last year, it was excellent. Just, just hanging out on the beach and, and doing beachy things like going for swims and, and playing some paddle tennis. And it's excellent. Yeah, it's, it's really a wonderful place. And, uh, the joy and, um, the joy that people take from their lives and from things like carnival and from just going to the beach is really uh, inspirational. Uh, you know, for me, um, it, it was a great life lesson of, you know, seeing people who have a couple of things that they focus on so much and they love so much, um, that they don't need much more in their, in their lives to, to be truly happy. That's wonderful. Joel, thanks so much for coming on the Indie Travel Podcast today. Um, before you go, do you want to tell us uh, where people can find your website? Sure. It's uh, FredoniaPost.com, F-R-E-E-D-O-N-I-A-P-O-S-T.com. Well, thanks again to Joel for coming on the show. Don't forget to go and check out his blog at FredoniaPost.com. We'll link to that in the show notes. And if you have any questions about Carnival or you have anything to add, uh, look up the show at IndieTravelPodcast.com and leave a comment or uh, just start up a new conversation in the forums. Yeah, if you want to meet other travellers or if you have questions about what we've talked about today or anything to do with travel, come to IndieTravelPodcast.com slash forums, get your free community account and join in the conversation. Yeah, it's been really good. If you had an account in the past, well, I guess you still technically have an account, <laughs> but you haven't checked in recently, uh, we've now got a service where you can choose what groups you want to get email updates from Mm. so if you're interested in europe uh, you can sign up to get daily or weekly updates about what's happening in the europe forums and um, that just pings you once a day or once a week and makes it really easy for you to keep up with the conversation brilliant don't forget you can help the Indie Travel Podcast stay traveling by booking through us. So visit IndieTravelPodcast.com slash flights slash hostels slash tours and slash insurance when you're booking your travel online. Also check out IndieTravelPodcast.com slash deals for some great travel deals. We've also got a library of books to share at IndieTravelPodcast.com slash books. Uh, books to help you travel more. We've got The Art of Solo Travel. We're in our second edition um, editing at the moment. Uh, Art of Couples Travel, the brand new travel safety book. 
There's some really good stuff there, and uh, this week I've been doing all sorts of fun things. Today I went out looking for dolphins. You didn't see um, any, did you? But I didn't see any dolphins. It was quite sad, actually. Yeah, yeah. And last week I went out on a jet boat for the first time ever and did lots and lots and lots of 360-degree turns at 90 kilometres an hour. That was good fun. And, uh, yeah, I've been been hanging around the suburbs, drinking lots of coffee and checking out... uh, how well people pour their beer and such like for the Auckland City Guide, which oh, will be I out see. later this That's what you're yeah, yeah. I thought you were just trying to make us all jealous. No, no, no. Oh, I've it's, been having a great time. It's, it's been wonderful. It's, it's been awesome. So there. Ha, ha, ha. It's all for a purpose. Whatever. <laughs> well, for some non-monetary ways of helping us out, please do tell your friends about the Indie Travel podcast. Invite them to our Facebook page at facebook.com slash Indie Travel and uh, leave a five-star review for us on iTunes. That's us for this week. Until next week, travel well.